This is Dr. Charles Parker, and you're listening to Core Brain Journal. It's a place where I connect both fresh discoveries and interesting different perspectives from advanced mind science with the realities of real people and everyday life down on Main Street. Well, welcome aboard, folks. Here we are one more time, Core Brain Journal, Dr. Charles Parker. Here we have a very interesting guest that's right in line with so many things we've been talking about. We're going to include him on our vets page for sure. He is Dr. John DeWitt. He's out there in sunny Southern California in Orange County. And welcome aboard, John. Thanks for coming on and talk to us. Absolutely. Thanks, Chuck. It's a pleasure to be here. And unfortunately, it's sunny in Southern California, but a lot of it is uh, on fire right now. So that's a little scary. But but yeah, it's ni- nice weather other than that. Well, it sounded like it was north of you. It isn't down, in, uh, it isn't down where you are, is it? Well, it's east of us, but it, it got closer than it's gotten in a, ever since I've lived here since 97. So it's, uh, it's a little scary. I came out from lunch uh, the other day and looked over and you could see this really thick smog. And I said, okay, smog is normal, but not that kind of smog. And it was oh, just that's too bad. Fires. Too bad. Yeah. So what we're going to do, I'm going to do a formal introduction in just a second. We're going to have a couple words about our sponsors and then we're going to do the formal introduction. And we'll hear what's going on in your review of the nuances of what individuals can do about concussion, brain regeneration, specific nutritional supplements, and how you came down that path, how you started all that. So first of all, we're just going to say a few words from uh, the people who help us get here. You listeners already know how much we love the reality of real hard data here at CBJ. And today we welcome our clinical friend and sponsor partner, Direct Health Access laboratory with over 3 million studies. They're deep leaders of experience with the big picture of measuring, for example, methylation, cryptopyrrole, and copper challenges. We have a number of interviews with Dr. Uh, Bill Walsh, who has been talking about these issues uh, through, through, he's actually one of our most important downloads that we have. And DHA provides a global service with a molecular focus. Stay tuned. Go over to dhalab.com forward slash core to see what they're all about. And then we also are very interested in appreciate the detailed improvements of mind care regarding rendering specific care. Today we're pleased to welcome a uh, an additional sponsor and partner with a deep interest in fresh options to address the complexity of adolescent treatment failure nationally and internationally. And we know short hospital psych stays frequently don't do the job. For 80 years, the nonprofit Barry Robinson Center teams in Norfolk, Virginia, provide residential care on an evolved family, interpersonal, comprehensive level. They're they're global, uh, they're TRICARE friendly, and drop in and see them at barryrobinson.org forward slash core. So now let's talk about you, John. John is a very interesting guy, very diverse guy. He earned a full football scholarship at Vanderbilt University, the Harvard of the South, after, <laughs> after his first semester. He went on to play 12 years of professional football and after retiring became a doctor of chiropractic medicine. In the past 10 years, the decade, he's been carefully studying the research on holistic improvements for the body and recently his focus has been on TBI, traumatic brain injury, 
and contact sports. This led to a natural curiosity about increasing the protection of players from brain injury. He's not making helmets. He's talking about what you can do to help the brain itself while still playing a variety of these sports. The nutritional weapons identified by Dr. DeWitt's review not only help the effects of concussions, the, the post-concussive experience, when consumed in proper amounts, but they can lessen the symptoms if you've already had an injury in the past. He studied how the body works and focuses on nutritional ways to optimize brain health and even prevent brain injury and brings readers a number of books on the subject of health that are founded on research as well as improving the lives of those actively in sports. So he's down in Orange County at Bergman Family Chiropractic, and he is also a certified golf injury specialist and an advanced sports nutrition specialist. He is a member of the Four Network, which we need to hear about because I didn't find what that one was, and is very active with the Huntington Beach Chamber of Commerce. I'm going to quickly read his books. He has a collection of best-selling books on Amazon, Head Games, Concussions, and CTE, Chronic Traumatic Encephalopathy, Where Do We Go From Here? Number two, You Don't Need Your Glasses or Contacts, Natural Ways to Correct Your Vision Without Drugs or Corrective Lenses. Number three, Surprising Foods for Clearer Vision. And four, Stretch for Golf in Five Minutes or Less. So you know, get that done with 100 bonus pages. And additional books include, this one's a good one, Scholarship or Bust, a step-by-step -step guide to getting on athletic scholarships to the college of your dreams. So, wow, you've been busy writing, and <laughs> you had a, you've had a post-Vanderbilt uh, post academic career on your own here. It's been busy. It's true. It's one of those things that some people think that when you're done with school, you don't ever have to study again, but I think that's when the real study and research that really matters, that's when it actually starts to happen. Isn't that true? Because you're in reality, and you're seeing the pain of not getting it right. Yep. And, you know, if you don't get it right and I don't get it right, we're not going to feel good when we go home at night. And that's, it's a big deal. And I really appreciate you taking the time. So please tell us, John, how you made that big turn. Did you yourself have a brain injury or how did all that happen when you left Vanderbilt and when you played pro ball? Pro ball, I mean, can you play pro ball and not have a brain injury? That's a whole other question. How did well, that happen? Well, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of people, that study came out that basically said if you play professional football uh, or play football in general, 99% of you are going to have a concussion and brain injuries. And I did some follow-up research on that study, and it was uh, a little biased because they only studied people that had reported um, emotional issues beforehand and um, some violent you know, activities beforehand, and they were all professional athletes, so they only focused on the professional athletes. It's not the millions of kids playing football and, and things like that, so it just made it a little scarier, but that's what the reporters like to do. They like to make it as scary as possible to grab the attention. Boy. And so I had friends of mine calling me saying, oh my gosh, what's going on? All the moms in the neighborhood are pulling their kids from, from football, and they're afraid they're all going to end up, you know, vegetables or something. And I said, well, they just, everybody's not, don't panic. You need to get the information first and make sure it's accurate information. But for me, I didn't have my first concussion probably until I was, well, 
I always joke about how if it was a really con a concussion, I might not have known I had a concussion. But mm -hmm. the only times that I remember, I, there were four different times. One was in practice where, you know, I just happened to hit the guy. We were doing a drill, and I hit his face mask to my face mask, and I went a little cross-eyed for a minute. But, I, I mean, back then, you didn't worry about concussions. This was back in the 90s. And um, I just kind of sat there for a minute, and normally my eyes would kind of go back to normal pretty quickly, but this time took a couple times. I'm sitting there, like, hitting myself on the side of the head trying to get my eyes to go straight. And, and finally it went straight, and I was like, okay, I'm ready, and then just started back in the drill again. And uh, you just don't think anything about it. It's the whole, I got my bell rung, so let me just give me a minute, and then I'll be, I'll be fine. Um, after that, when I was 30 years old, I was still uh, playing arena football, was running down on a kickoff and decided I was going to show this little this young whippersnapper that was going against me that I was that I was just the the head guy and was going to run over him. I was going to act like I was going to go around him and then run over him. And next thing I know, I'm looking up at the lights, going, "What happened?" So that definitely was a quick loss of consciousness on that one. And that's a big misconception too that you have to lose consciousness to have a concussion. It's only about five to eight percent of concussions actually involve any kind of loss of consciousness. That's a really important point. I want to just folks listen up on that one, because we saw this so often uh, when I was working with Dr. Daniel Amen, who is in Southern California, and I ran his west—I mean, his East Coast office. He's on the West Coast, but we ran his East Coast office for four years and saw a lot of injuries. And this is a point that Dr. Amen makes on a regular basis that you don't have to be unconscious to have a significant injury. And we saw that time and time again looking at brain scans. So, sorry to interrupt, but I just want to underline that point. Oh, okay, that's no worries. And it is a common belief that that still is the case because we had a patient that was in a car accident in Hawaii, and she went to the only neurologist on the island, wherever she was, whichever island it was, and he said, oh, you didn't lose consciousness, so you didn't have a concussion. And when she came into our office, she had um, – Headphone or head earplugs in, uh, sunglasses on. She was light sensitive. She was sound sensitive. And I said, you know, obviously you've had a concussion. He just didn't know. You know, he's not up to date on the latest information regarding concussions. But I, uh, as I said, I didn't really think anything about it. I was doing the whole rub some dirt on it. You'll be okay. Get back in there. And it gets to a point when you're actually getting paid to play that you didn't want to tell any of the trainers or coaches or anything that you had gotten your bell rung because you're afraid that they might pull you and put you in the training room and all of a sudden there's somebody stepping in, taking your job. And yeah. so unfortunately that's kind of the situation there. And I just um, didn't really think a lot about it until the movie concussion came out. And that's when I really said, okay, this is my wife didn't even want me to watch it. Cause she's, she just said, I don't know. It's, it's awfully scary. And when uh, Dr. Malu came out and was talking about the tau proteins and the CTE and, and that made a lot of sense. And I actually did a presentation recently at a Kiwanis Club meeting here in Orange County. And one of uh, Mr. Webster's, the guy that was featured that played for the Steelers, the offensive lineman that was the original guy in that movie that was sleeping in his truck and, and having to tease himself to go to sleep. Uh, one of his teammates was actually in that meeting. And it was a very touching and, and sad experience because he came up to me after my presentation and just said, this is such a big problem. And these guys just don't know, you know, what they're in for. And um, so I decided to start studying concussions more because I just had the understanding that, okay, a concussion, all you have to worry about is it's like a, a physical damage to the brain, a bruise, maybe an internal a brain bleed. 
And that's what you need to worry about. And the whole don't let people sleep if they have a, a head trauma because they might go into a coma or something and they find out now that that's actually the opposite of what you should do. They need the sleep to help to recover. And uh, found out also that there's an entire neurometabolic cascade of events that happens at the neuronal level in the brain that I had no comprehension of before that and was amazed that people didn't understand that that was going on. And that's what kind of led me into nutritional ways to help combat the, the trauma that can ha happen at a microscopic level. Because one of the things also that I was surprised about was that the actual cerebral blood flow can decrease up to 50% for seven to 10 days after a concussion. So if you don't have enough blood going to the brain after that trauma, then it's not going to be able to heal the way it's supposed to. And so I incorporated a bunch of special uh, nootropic herbs into, the, into my brain med supplement that helps to boost circulation to the brain in order to kind of short circuit that problem, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, so I was studying concussions and really hoping to find a, a great solution. And one of the things I also was shocked about is there's not a baseline assessment that's standard for every school in America. And that didn't make sense to me because there are really easy to do baseline testing. So there's something called the King to Vic test. It's based on your vision and you can uh, hold up a card and it has numbers going along and you make sure the person doesn't have any symptoms beforehand for the baseline, obviously in the off season is the best time for that. And you can time them. And then if they have any kind of injury in a game, you can pull out that same card and time them again. And sometimes they won't even see the numbers. Sometimes they'll use words instead of numbers. And so then you realize right away, okay, you're comparing that person to their previous test. So you know that they have a specific injury and you need to take them out before you return them to play and sometimes even return them to school. So it's one of those things that I really feel that the school districts all around the country need to get on board with to have a night. I mean, it's a really simple app you can have on your iPad. The coaches can have that on their iPad. It's like 20 bucks and they can just do a baseline test and everybody get on the same page. I realized that for younger um, athletes, some of the, the peewee leagues or the boys clubs, things like that, that the coaches are sometimes parents and they are just trying to help out and volunteer, but they need to be educated as well because you want to start as early as possible because uh, one of the things that Dr. Malu pointed out as well was that if you have someone before the age of 18, and this is something that I, I am not 100% on board with him, but he says that if you're not um, 18 yet, that means that your nerves aren't fully myelinated as they should be, which makes you more susceptible to brain injury. And I have, and it kind of depends because I knew guys back in high school, there was a little bitty guy on my team that loved to hit people and he'd run around and he was knocking himself out all the time. And he had five, six, seven concussions before he was probably 15 years old. And mm -hmm. finally he stopped playing and they are saying now that there's some genetic markers that kind of tend to lead people to where they have that glass jaw type sy sy syndrome or, or that condition where it's really easy for them to have concussions because everyone's brain is different. It's almost, almost like a fingerprint because you can't, it's all based on this big mass of, of, of fat, you know, 60% up to 60% fat and 70, 75% water is what the brain is, con is consisted of. 
So it's, it's one of those things you never really know exactly how someone's going to react. That's why some people have visual problems. Some people have auditory problems, uh, headaches, balance problems, all these different things. And so that's why the treatment after a concussion can, can involve a bunch of different things to find out what exactly each individual person needs to work, work on to help them get rid of their symptoms. Well, John, that is so true. Uh, as a matter of fact, the episode just before this one with you, you're going to be 162. And uh, uh, Daniel DeBont, who is uh, 161, was on. We were just talking a moment ago, and, and the listeners would be interested in listening to both of you guys. Uh, but he was talking about the immune system dysregulation that directly affects the vulnerability of brain function and that yep. that's a factor. And then the other thing I would also agree with you on, uh, well, I think we're going two different ways with it, but you know, the prefrontal cortex really is not formed until uh, people say around 24, 25 years old. Right. So 18 doesn't cover it either. So, but let's right. go back. I want to catch you on something real quickly because okay. I didn't want to interrupt you. You were saying so many interesting things there. Please go back and underline, put a couple exclamation points on that app, if you would, so we can get that down, get it in the show notes. It's the King DeVic test. It's K-I-N-G-D-E-V-I-C-K. Gotcha. Thank you and very it's, much. Yeah, it's a really great app, and it actually, they partnered up with the, the uh, Mayo Clinic for that, so you, you know it's definitely got the research behind it. Thank you so much. We'll get that in the show notes. That's going to be very, very interesting. Absolutely. So, so then you became interested and you were and you took a position of, hey, it sounds like what you've got. I was reading it quickly. I, I even though I read it before, I think it's important for us to highlight and really be a little more clear about it. you. You're actually not only talking about uh, recovery and regeneration of brain post concussion. Right. You're, you're actually taking the position that if you understand the neurophysiology of brain function in the first place. Mm -hmm. that you can actually pre-treat and prevent injury because you've already got that person tuned in to what that body's going to be able to do re with recovery and could actually even prevent the injury in the first place. Is that what you're saying? Well, this it's kind of goes along, sounds like, with what your, your previous guest was talking about. If you are a, a teenager that's drinking, you know, energy drinks and, you know, Rockstar and Red Bull and all that stuff, and you don't drink enough water and you're not taking any supplements and you're dehydrated, you know, most of the time, you're going to be more susceptible to any kind of injury or, or illness. But if you're taking all the proper nutrients, especially the omega-3 fatty acids, because those can really help strengthen the cell membranes in the, in the brain itself. And there's nothing that's going to, there's no helmet that's going to make you invincible to a concussion. And there's no supplement that's going to make you invincible either. This mm -hmm. is just giving you the, the building blocks and the tools to minimize the effects of any head trauma you might have. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's not going to take it away. It's going to... Yeah. It's going to minimize it. You're going to have some measure of internal brain protection. Right. Because you're really working on a cellular level with cell membranes. You're not going to, you're not in there replacing cell membranes because this is all molecular physiology, but it, it's helpful. That's exactly. the point. Exactly. So good. So let's talk a little bit further about that. So, and differentiate what that, what your, you have two supplements. By the way, folks, I got to tell you real quickly that. Dr. DeWitt is going to give us a book that's going to be there on the show notes uh, and is, is offered to the listeners a giveaway book. You don't need glasses or your contacts, natural ways to correct your vision without drugs or corrective lenses. He's going to give that book away, which is going to talk to you about brain function, 
Well, actually, I was going to give away the uh, concussions and CTE, the head games book. Oh, you are good. Well, we'll just change yeah. that right now. Uh, that's that. That one's certainly more appropriate. I was just reading the notes here, but that's fantastic because we're so interested in CTE. We we interviewed a guy. You would be interested in the interview just because you are who you are. We interviewed the gentleman whose name does not come to me right at this moment, <laughs> uh, who was who wrote the book uh, Hemingway's Brain. Uh-huh. and talked about CTE, and um, I'll get his name before we're done because i got my list here, but the bottom line is that whole CTE subject is so interesting and so relevant for Hemingway. Oh, yeah. That was a guy who had, and he's documented in Hemingway's brain uh, how, many, how, many, it, how many actual, uh, it's Dr. Andy Farah, F-A-R-A-H, that's episode 114. Very interesting episode. Guy's a very knowledgeable guy talking about CTE and, and how Hemingway himself, uh, he documented all of Hemingway's injuries and put it all together in a book. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So back to you. So the issue then is let's talk a little bit about the nuances of what you do. Um, and by the way, folks, I'm going to just mention one other thing. I didn't, we got to talking about the book. Uh, Dr. DeWitt's also going to do a month's supply of brain med and a, and a month's supply of brain med omegas. Let's take a moment to talk about those, those products because they're, they're, they're designed with a very specific idea in mind. And let's separate them and talk about what they do. Okay. Um, just to preface this, I also recently, um, unfortunately, realized that I spoke with my mom and found out that my, my dad has got some early onset dementia. and that was one of the things that really sparked me to get really serious about this because when you look at dementia and any kind of brain issue related to cognitive function, then this could potentially help them as well. And I've, he's been on my, uh, on the brain med supplement and has, has had several really good days. And my mom is really excited, hoping that this is going to be the solution at least to give him more, quality days when he, you know, remembers things and knows what's going on. But uh, the, the brain med has uh, one of the most interesting and exciting ingredients it has is phosphatidylserine, which is a phospholipid that the FDA has even approved the statement that it helps people with Alzheimer's and other cognitive dysfunction. Because, you know, as you know, the, the cell membrane is a bilipid uh, bilayer or lipid bilayer. And so the phosphatidylserine helps helps the function of the brain helps to works with the neuroplasticity of the brain to help develop more neuronal connections. So that's one of the things I'm really excited about. And then we address some of the circulatory issues that I was talking about after a trauma. And we have uh, the ginkgo biloba, which people talk about all the time to help boost your memory. And the way it does that is by, by increasing the blood flow to your, to the brain. And I also have uh, parazine a, I've got, uh, Vinpocetine and some other really important—they call them nootropic herbs—but what they do is they boost circulation to the brain, and they also uh, St. John's Wort is another one that's in there, and that that was popular back in the '80s and early '90s as as an antidepressant, and uh, that's one of the reasons I put that in there because if you're having cognitive dysfunction, then it's obviously a situation where you can be pretty depressed. And I was a little hesitant to put it in there just because it can have some, some negative uh, interactions with medications. But um, 
I put that in there and it is really an all natural um, holistic solution that goes right along with my whole belief system on, on having the, the natural ways to help heal the brain and things that they've been using in Eastern medicine for hundreds, if not thousands of years. So if they've been using it for that long, obviously it's effective. And that's one of the reasons that I decided to go this route. And they have, they have supplements out there that have the nootropic herbs and they call it, Oh, you know, the, they're using it in, in Silicon Valley to, to have the businessmen have great ideas and help them think better and clearer and make connections and all that stuff. But this I feel is also vital to get people that are having cognitive problems or are worried that they might to, to really optimize the brain health using those, using those different herbs. So I'm not putting you on the spot here because, you know, I, but I'm curious about it because I've, I, I'm endorsing what you're talking about here right. and going to tell our listeners something they can do because we've done neurotransmitter precursors with meds for many years, probably right. in the range of 10 years now. So right. uh, the, the thing that we've seen clinically, and we see it all the time, is when we do those, um, th- these good substances that you're talking about here, the thing I don't know, and I see uh, – is the St. John's word? I think it's a 5-HTP uh, uh, stimulator in some way for yes. uh, serotonin, isn't it? It is, yes. So the issue is the thing that listeners need to know, that's not a deal breaker for this, uh, I call it medication. I mean, it's a supplement, but it's, right. you know, I'm losing using the term loosely, but it's going to fix something. It's not just, uh, you know, it's, it's not a feel-good. It's, it's actually doing something, targeting something. Right. What I've seen, if a person's taking a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor yeah. or a serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitor, which is, you know, hitting the serotonin, right. all one has to do when they're mixing it with nootropics is be careful about the dose of the psych medicine because right. the psych medicine itself can cause a problem and they can get toxic with the psych medicine, which I've done a few times myself because a person comes back in and you start looking at, well, what's the side effect of the psych medicine? They just actually, uh, they get kind of stoned. And right. they, they feel bad because they're actually overdosed on the medication because the other, the nootropic is actually fixing the underlying problem. Right, which is kind of my goal is to try to help people make sure they're being completely honest and upfront, of course, with their, with their medical physicians and telling them what they're thinking about taking. And that way their physicians can say, okay, well, then you need to keep an eye on how you're feeling so that we can scale back your meds to make sure that you're not going to get into a toxic situation. And that is something that is really important with, with any kind of supplement you take, but especially these because they interact with those, the, the, serotonin reuptake inhibitors, et cetera. And the great studies showed that the, the St. John's Ward actually had the same effect as some of those SSRIs. Yeah, I mean, it's really one of those things, just an informed citizenry. I mean, uh, it's not going to be a problem if a person's looking for the side effect. They're, it's not going to be the nootropic that's causing the problem. It's, a, it's the actual serotonergic agent causing the problem down there. Right? right, and the side effects, et cetera. Yep, absolutely. So that's interesting, John, how you've broken it down into the brain cells themselves and the circulatory system, which is a, approaching a complex situation from two different improve, uh, improved perspectives. Brain Absolutely. So the well, thing there would be, uh, do you have something else that's besides that phosphatidylserine that 
actually, my understanding is omega-3, I'm, I'm asking for a clarification for you. Isn't the omega-3 itself also helpful with that uh, lipid layer? Absolutely. And that's why I wanted to include the brain med omegas to make sure people are getting enough of that DHA and the EPA that helps strengthen the, the lipid bilayer as well. So because the phosphatidylserine alone, I didn't feel like was enough. And so I wanted to make sure people were getting enough of the omega-3s. So then what's your treatment protocol when you have somebody come into you? Do you use your chiropractic work with them? Do you do, uh, is, you know, do, do you do things like, for example, correct their Atlanta occipital joint? Uh, you know, what do you do from a physical medicine point of view? And then how do you actually do the supplements with the person coming? In? Right. The, the, well, the physical medicine point of view is a lot of times we will do uh, cranial, cranial adjusting because the, the plates of the skull, you can shift just a little bit because they used to think, you know, that it was all fused at the suture lines, but there's about a, a hundredth of a millimeter distance between those joints and they can move just a tiny bit. And if they are not aligned properly, that also affects the cerebral spinal fluid and circulation to the corresponding area of the brain right underneath that area. So we'll work on any shifting that could have happened during the injury. And then we will adjust the, the upper cervical spine to make sure there's no pressure there. And then after that, we make sure they're doing the proper nutrition, which includes the omega-3s, the brain med supplement, and hydration as well. Because I, so many people in America today do not drink enough water because they just, they, if they think they're drinking enough, it's the whole 8, 12-ounce glasses a day, which was, has been around forever. But it's much more accurate. I'm, I'm 250 pounds, so it's more accurate to drink half your body weight in ounces of water. So I drink 125 ounces a day instead of eight times 12 ounces, whatever that ends up being 96. Wow. That's a lot. I know. It's, it, but it, it's funny because after you drink that much water, I mean, it ends up being about a gallon a day. Um, it takes about two weeks before you stop having to go to the bathroom every 30 minutes. Is that right? Yeah. And I really, I feel like it's because your body realizes, okay, this is our new normal as far as amount of water intake. So then they start, it starts sending it where it needs to go. And it literally, it's the, it's the strangest thing. It literally becomes a situation where you drink water and it actually feels like you're drinking coffee or tea or something like that. You get an, an energy boost just from the water itself. That is amazing. And you know, if you got a 250 pound ex-professional football player, I bet that guy can move those cranial bones around. Oh, <laughs> that, that is true. And that's some of my patients' favorite adjusting uh, technique there. They, it feels so good to have that pressure relieved. That is very interesting. Yeah, that, it's, it's a technique that not a lot of people know about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we, we've heard about it and we've heard people have excellent reports. And, uh, you know, we're, this is one of the reasons we're going to be very excited about putting your uh, – your, this this uh, interview on the vets page because we see a lot of vets that have had numerous injuries of all kinds of different, uh, including traumatic brain right. stress and, and these variety of things that you're doing could be could be very helpful. That was the interesting thing too with uh, the quarterback from the Bears, Jim McMahon, back in the day. Uh, he, they had a, a brief segment on uh, I think it was ESPN's Thirty for Thirty or or something like that, but uh, it talked about how he just felt like he was living underwater. He didn't know what was going on. And he had so many concussions when he was playing football. But then they had about a, a two-minute thing where he talked about he went to a doctor 
got an adjustment on his atlas and he felt like it, it was like everything flushed out of his brain and he could think clearly again. And that's, it's because the mainstream media is not a hundred percent on board with the, with the chiropractic treatment. So I was amazed that they even left it in there for the, you know, two minute segment that it showed, but it, it really does make a big difference. We see it in the office all the time. Well, John, that is a terrific question that I'm going to come back and ask you about because I got a little more uh, to ask you about that. We're going to take a quick break here for a few minutes for, between you and me. We're going to get uh, a little bit of uh, news from our sponsors. And we're going to come back. The question I'm going to ask you is very simple. Let's talk about that Atlanta occipital joint and what it does when you actually move it, if we could. So we'll be back, folks, in just a minute. Well, folks, you know as well as I do that psychiatric treatment failure, especially after multiple medication trials and those very, very brief hospitalizations may prove insufficient to deal at home with the complexity of troubled children and, and those adolescents from 6 to 17 years old. Improved care, those next mandatory steps, should include a more comprehensive approach to address those multiple levels of challenges, from family to peers to school, diagnostically from defiance to depression on every level for families, including military families, internationally. The Barry Robinson Center's 32-acre open college-like campus in Norfolk, Virginia, provides safety and security and clean, comfortable living. How do we know? We refer folks over there all the time, strongly endorse what they're doing. So for further information and informed interview, connect at this page, barryrobinson.org forward slash core. Well, you folks already know that here at Core Brain Journal, we're on a mission to introduce you to resources that make significant contributions to the investigation of those predictable mind science applications. Our colleagues at DHA Lab Group provide a real difference with treatment options for people at every level, from first awareness of mind problems to those frustrating times when even well-informed treatment becomes surprisingly unpredictable. For my entire professional life, from psychoanalysis to brain scans, I've searched for, yes, improved predictability. The good news for all of us, from professionals to patients, remarkably effective research offers useful, cost-effective, organic options far beyond guesswork with psychiatric medications alone. DHA lab tests measure unbalanced biomedical details through easily available testing, now available globally for a variety of molecular answers from, for example, methylation, copper, and cryptopyrrole challenges. Check in for more details at dhalab.com core. That's d-h-a-l-a-b.com forward slash core. Well, thanks, John. This is terribly interesting, and I'm sure a lot of people out there, I mean, I don't know if you knew that I was an osteopathic physician myself. and uh, No, I didn't. It's easy for me to ask about this because, uh, you know, my mother was a DO, my brother's a DO. I went to Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine. And, uh, you know, along the way, I read uh, the Interpretation of Dreams and, and got off the path. I was going to be a family practitioner on the coast of Maine. And I said, no, I just love this, uh, love the mind science and the brain stuff. So anyway, back to it about you. Let's talk about that because I think that is worth spending some time on. It's not in the regular media, and what we're doing is we're trying to educate the public. Let's talk about that Atlanta occipital joint and what happens when you make that adjustment. Okay, that's one of the – there are chiropractors out there that only adjust the atlas, and 
that's believed that the top bone in the neck, everything comes down through that top bone from the brain down through the spinal cord. And if there's pressure, if that's misaligned in any way, it's going to affect the rest of the body. In our office, we address the entire spine, but if you focus on the atlas, this is something that people don't understand. Say you have sciatica or you have you know low back pain, and we correct all the pressure on the nervous system in the low back, but they still have the symptoms, 50% of those symptoms can be coming from the atlas if it's not aligned properly. And it's not a very big bone. It's just a tiny little bone. It's called the atlas because, as you know, the skull sits right on top of it, rotates around the second vertebrae called the axis. And it's such a complex joint with the coupled motion and the sliding up and down the axis that if there's any trauma to the head, it can affect that and get it slid over to one side or, or rotated anterior or posterior. And when you correct that, it, it literally is like Jim and man talked about in that interview. It's like it flushes out all the pressure. You can, you can feel a, a release and it just makes you feel like you have better peripheral vision. You just feel like everything's clear, it like clears your mind and you didn't even realize that you were that foggy. But when you get that adjustment, and it's such a uh, satisfying adjustment to give because it just really just kind of thunks right in there. And, and, and it just has an amazing, amazing result with the endorphin release to the, to the patient as well. I mean, it's just, it's really exciting to experience. Well, let's take a moment to just talk about cautionary note on that because some people are out there saying, well, you know, all these things are good, but I mean, isn't it dangerous monkeying with your bones on your neck? What, what kind of cautionary notes should patient patients have or what kind of concerns would you share with them of things that you check out the things that you want to make sure you control for when right. you do that kind of correction well you want to make sure that they don't have any connective tissue disorders or any problem that they've had in the past with their vertebral arteries uh, my wife for example has a what they call a tortuous vertebral artery so it's kind of twisted a little bit in there and so if they have that, that's counter counterindicated for a cervical adjustment because you can kind of do a little bit of damage if you move it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. But statistically, you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than you do of having a stroke from, from a cervical adjustment in the neck. Because if, it, if they're doing it correctly, there should not be a lot of rotation. You're not, they're not going to be trying to turn your head all the way around because that's not something you want to do. And obviously... And uh, it's, it's just a, it's a really short distance and a really quick force. If there's a whole lot of holding it and like rotating it and, and holding you there, that, that's pressure that you don't need in your neck. You want it to be a really quick impulse thrust. And, and that's, that's all it takes. It really, when, they, when it's done correctly, it is a huge relief and, and no pain whatsoever. So you just take it up to the end of the range of motion. Right. And then just past the end of the periphysiologic range of motion. They'll just take it a little bit of a tweak further, yep. and, it's, it, and it's, it's really not dangerous. I mean, it's yep. one of those things that's, you know, and it, and it is immensely satisfying, and it's great for headaches. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, basically what you're doing in that situation is having the vertebral arteries, uh, unlike the thing with your wife, but basically you, you have an increase in blood flow just immediately. Yep. And that's what, that's what this is all about, too. And it, and it is a little, I mean, obviously you have people come in all the time and they've seen all the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies that think that you can break somebody's neck just by barely touching them. And, and it's, that is just not the case. And a lot of times people are scared and they, they tense up. So what we do is you just have to palpate the bone, you know, make sure you get a good history on them to make sure they don't have any of those, you know, strange conditions that could be counterindicated. And then, uh, 
you just have to wait for those um, paraspinal muscles to relax. And sometimes you have to wait for a while. Sometimes you try to do, uh, we call it uh, the reciprocal inhibition where you kind of tap on the opposite side of the neck and then that causes the brain to think about what's going on over there. And that relaxes the paraspinal muscles on the site where you're trying to adjust and, and it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, that's very, very interesting. And I think it's one of those things that's not commonly appreciated. People go to a chiropractor, an osteopathic physician, and they like, hey, I don't know what it is, but it sure works. And I think it's good to just take a moment to talk about those options and their treatment options. for. It's and it's so funny, too, because then after they get that great relief, they always get mad and say, why, why did I not know about this? Why do people not know about this? And it's just because the media with the scary movies and people getting their necks broken in action movies, it's just... It's a, it's a media thing. It is. I mean, I think, you know, it's a bias based on not knowing. You know, one right. of the things we, people, generally speaking, human beings, because they're smart, have been self-protective for a long period of time with the changes in nature. Yep. They tend to polarize. And when they think about things, is it good or is it bad? It's not like, what, is, what are the ver- variety of comprehensive things that you need to know about it? It's like, okay, I got to categorize this. And as soon as I polarize, then I've got a negative perception. With polarization is, I'm right, that's wrong. You know, right. and that's what polarization is all about. And as soon as you think reductionistically and think overly simplistically, and not really identify and appreciate, embrace the complexity of the situation, which is what we're doing right now. We're embracing the complexity of not only the, you know the human brain, the human mind, and the spinal column is, is related to that. Well, then, if you don't do that, then you're going to have a polarized view. You're going to have a negative view just be by the very nature of our defensive mechanisms. Right, and that's the unfortunate thing as well because patients come in that have tried everything else. They've gone to every other doctor they can find, and then they get to a point where they're just like, you know what, I'm open to any option and you know, nutritional stuff. I know that's important, but I, I hear that my nervous system is important as well. So you know, whatever you need to do to get my nervous system working right, my immune system working correctly, then, then they're willing to do it. And I just wish that they wouldn't wait until they tried everything else. Well, you know, this has been a very interesting conversation, John. I want to remind our, re- our readers, our listeners, that uh, John's offered this book, Head Games, Concussions, and CTE, Chronic Traumatic Encephalopathy. Where do we go from here? This is about chronic brain injury. It's pervasive out there, folks. So thank you for that, John. Now tell us a little bit about where you would like to send everybody to connect with you further about some of these activities that you're involved with. Okay, I've got several several things. I have a uh, free webinar at concussionclass.com that they can register, they can ask questions, and I will answer it either during the webinar or via email. That's at concussionclass.com. They can also uh, go to the supplement at mybrainmed.com. And, it, it, and a portion of all sales goes to the Gridiron Greats Assistance Fund for some of the NFL players from back in the 70s and 80s that are having some problems financially and emotionally and uh, physically. And it kind of helps support them because the NFL doesn't really start kicking in until the 80s. So some of those guys are kind of left, left behind. So we're trying to help those guys out. As well as I've partnered up with the um, Alzheimer's Orange County group to help with uh, – that aspect of it because I, I just feel like this isn't something that should be just for athletes but for anybody that has cognitive dysfunction uh, that's mybrainmed.com and I wanted I want to give the as we said I want to give the free or a month of uh, brain med and brain med omegas as well as a free copy of the book 
Um, just uh, let me know, whoever, I don't know how, how it would work exactly, but uh, you could find one of your listeners and let me know their address and I'll ship it to them. Yeah, we'll get it. Tiffany will be in touch with you and get it done. We do that, yeah. Okay, and then I also offer the book uh, just for the cost of shipping at freeconcussionbook.com. And it's just like little shipping money and then I'll ship it out to you and it'll be to your door for the rest of those that don't get the free one. Well, that's fantastic. Now let's take two seconds more and tell us about the free webinar at concussion class or is, is it a live webinar or is it a recorded webinar that tells you, is it, what, what is that? It's a recorded webinar. It's about an hour long and it's a presentation that I did in the office that talks all about the baseline testing, the um, concussion symptoms to look out for, nutritional aspects of it, even some brain boosting uh, exercises that you can do or kind of brain game kind of things. Great. And there's a chat available during that that, that as I said, you, I'll either answer during the webinar or I'll get a notification on my phone and we'll answer any questions uh, as soon as I can via email. That sounds fine. Thank you so much. It's great because this kind of practical information is is so useful and so utilitarian i mean people you know thanks so much for coming on because there are a lot of people out there who are going to be interested in this in this topic and because it is pervasive it's ubiquitous it's going on all over the place and you know those folks that have kids playing playing ball it's going to be an opportunity for them to rethink the whole situation and have some other options in terms of announcer prevention. It's a, it's a big it's, deal. That's true because there are a lot of really great life lessons to learn in team sports and it helps you kind of function better in, in everyday life after you're done with school and are trying to, in the workforce. It's good to know how to delegate and how to have discipline and, and things like that. Thank you so much, John, for coming on board. We really appreciate it. If you have something come out up, anything else that comes up that you say, hey, Parker, let's talk about this we would be happy to invite you back on. No problem. I would love to be on the show. I really appreciate it and anything I can do to help. Thank you. We'll let you know when it's going to be published. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for listening to Cobrain Journal. We're working every day behind the scenes to bring you reports that connect research benches with those street trenches. Here we share the complexity of mind science because, as you know, details really do matter. One of the most pervasive, misunderstood challenges is how commonplace medications, like those written for ADHD, are used so regularly without clear guidelines. If you think you'd like more specifics, take a minute to download my two-page PDF packed with video links and references on the absolute essentials of how to start ADHD medications. They're easily available at corebrainjournal.com forward slash start. Thanks for listening. Do connect and stay tuned. Together we can make a difference.